Welcome to Barnside Chats, everybody, with Bob and Burns. I'm Burns. And I'm Bob. And today we have another special guest, Bob's sister, <laughs> Lori. Hi, guys. Good to be here. Good to have you on here today, Lori. And today we are going to be talking about a little bit about our past, but also brought us towards our future. We're going to be talking about the 4-H program, not just local, but nationwide. But most importantly, this episode will ideally be looking at youth education in agriculture. That is correct. And which Lori is currently will be teaching at Petaluma High School this upcoming semester as an ag teacher. In the fall. So, um, what do you say we talk about uh, some, our, some of our experiences through uh, the 4-H program here in Sonoma County? What do you say, Bob? Sounds good. Should we start out with our guest? Sure, why not? Um, well, first of all, thanks for having me, you guys. Um, my time in 4-H was great, and it set a great foundation for me as well as a lot of my peers. Um, the biggest thing being helping me step outside of my comfort zone and ultimately out of my box through putting me in leadership roles and teamwork positions and collaborating with others on top of stepping outside of my comfort zones with different projects and things that I became more experienced in and gained interest in, such as archery or shooting or even raising livestock. Um, so 4-H has opened a lot of doors to me, and that was just the beginning. What about you, Bob? Well, for me, it's just about the same. And the cool thing with 4-H, as I mean, we'll talk about it, is, I mean, the majority of people may think, you know, it's just for people out of farm or for country kids, but really, I mean, it has a much broader aspect than that from different aspects of the club between inner city sports such as skateboarding and there's also archery rock polishing leather working basically anything that you can name that could be an interest to you as a young child 4-h can offer it may not be involved in every club but you can also cross club with other clubs and that is correct i was one of those i was one of those 4-h members that did the same thing with the cross clubbing through 4-h you know I've I've seen other leaders or I guess leaders and uh, the CCC members, community club council. Those were typically parents that would show up to the county meetings and, uh, you know, discuss what's going on in the in the uh, our district or our county. I think they go by county through the UC uh, system and UC for those of you that are not in the state of California stands for Universities of California. Um, but anyways, uh 4-H on on my end, you know, looking at our past presidents and vice presidents and all the other officer positions, you know, it always it always made you kind of like, hmm, I want to be that person one day, or at least I had that effect. Uh, I don't know, did you guys have that effect with past officers or officers that were ahead of you, ahead of you guys' ages and time when you guys were in 4-H? Uh, yeah, definitely for sure. Um, that, like I said that was part of that kind of foundation that pushed me to go further and experience other youth and ag outlets like FFA and the ag ambassadors and um, young farmers and ranchers of seeing what a true representative for that club or the project, whatever it was at the time represented, as you said, and put it perfectly, it makes you strive or want to work towards being that role or that role model for others. So for me, I mean, growing up when I was 
very young getting into the 4-H club, we started off at Wild Oak and then we transferred into Green Valley. And for me, I, I had an interest in going into the position of Sergeant Arms, which was the position of carrying in the American and the 4-H flag into the meeting and saying the Pledge of Allegiance for the American flag and for 4-H flag. Yeah, we say the 4-H motto, which, Matt, can you remember it? We want to try it together? Yes. Shall we? Yes, sure. we shall. All right. One, two, three. I pledge my head to clearer thinking. My heart to greater loyalty. My hands to the larger service. And my health for better living. For my club. My community. My country. And my world. That is the 4-H pledge. So if you didn't know it, you know it now. Yes, that is a, that is true in fact. So going back to, you know, uh, 4-H, uh, project-wise, uh, what projects were you guys involved in? So we were involved in showing market goats, and we purchased our market goats from Top of the Hill, Boars and Downs, from Riggs Laka and Debbie Laka in Sebastopol. And then we also ventured in to show in market lambs, which we purchased from Kazarati Ranch. We also did other projects like archery and shooting as well. And with archery, we our club didn't have it personally, so we had a cross club. Yeah, that sounds like the same with me. Uh, when I was uh, when I was in 4-H, I started out at the age of nine. Um, I did market lambs because that was the one year I had the most interest into the project and being around sheep my whole life at that point, you know, I thought I'd give it a try or, you know, do it because my dad did it. And my dad was the figure I looked up to still is, but anyways, so I gave that a try. And, you know, when you're, when you're about eight, nine years old, you know, you knowing what happens to your animals when you give them, when you sell them at the fair is kind of a, a sad deal i mean they sell for me uh, most of the time unless you do a breeding project that's a whole nother story but anyway so i quit for that for a year and i actually quit that for two three years and then got back into it when my, when my brother was old enough and uh we bought our lambs locally from multiple breeders um other than that there's also other options you can have in the 4-h program uh let's say you want to be involved in the livestock industry, but you can't have any livestock. There is another option for you out there, and that's called uh, livestock judging. And I fell into livestock judging, and that's something you can do if you don't have livestock personally. You you can find that project or cross club or whatever. And I made it to nationals twice, uh, state finals three times. Anyways, uh, there's that option, and then there's. Other projects I was involved in was uh, woodworking, which was absolutely fun and make a lot of cool products and stuff. Then also I was involved in the shooting sports as well. That's kind of my background of project. And then too, like you were saying, I mean, as being a young kid, being eight, you know, it can be kind of hard in that market project, giving up your animal, knowing for the cause it's going, but the biggest thing you can gain from it is that you have honor and pride in delivering a healthy product to the market and knowing what you put into it, knowing that it was raised by your hand, you took care of it and it's the best product you could deliver in the market. Right. And that's what, uh, you know, that's what I think, you know, most of these people need to realize is that if you don't already, but anyways, yeah, these kids are not out there to, they want to do their best out there because they show these animals and these animals are being shown 
mainly on you know what the kid did or i have to say the kids did because they're well 18 and under or 17 and under um but anyways yeah i mean there's just no point into you know doing anything wrong with them so you know the best product you can put out there that's that's like being a farmer today for sure and a lot of other really cool things that a lot of people don't think about that come with doing those projects is the responsibilities and um, other notions that come with raising a project and the amount of work that comes with it as well that's true learned a lot about responsibility and about a lot of uh, things that could happen like uh I don't know, for example, let's say your animal has hoof rot. Um, hoof rot is not a, uh, it's not very sightful or smellful because it kind of smells bad. It smells rotting. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you've had it before. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> on, the, on your animals, that is. Uh, yes. Lock your stalls. Yeah. So anyways, uh, you know, with the hoof rot, at least what I did was I had to, you know, clean the hooves out or clean the hoof off, you know, every day or sometimes twice a day. Um, other responsibilities are, you know, feeding and making sure the water trough is clean. As well, also bathing your animal and shearing it when the time comes for show. And overall, just making sure that it's healthy and well. well I was just going to say, because some, some of them you can, uh, you know, you have vaccinations and those vaccinations uh, are worming is uh you got to do it at a certain amount certain time before the fair hits or before your animal goes to market um so you gotta you know keep an eye on you know your, your the products you're putting into your animal to keep them healthy but also to make sure that it's not going to be into the harvest day but you know into the product you know when you get it from the from the butcher base another thing too responsibility that's also important for Young kids, which they may not realize, joining a 4-H, but showing a market animal is also marketing, selling your product yourself, going out to businesses, writing letters, and showing your product to the market. Right, soliciting. Because mm-hmm. your animal isn't going to sell itself. I mean, there are rare chances that maybe you win grand or supreme champion. It's a very prized animal. So anybody who's you know, wants the highest grade animal will bid on it. But if your animal, say, places second, third, or fourth, and you don't have a buyer, you may be out of luck. That's true. Um, but luckily, you know, if you're, if you'll have, if you have a good leader, a leader uh, will help you find those buyers. Uh, most of the time, um, I'm going to say I was fortunate to have that. Um, and I'm pretty sure you guys were too. Mm-hmm. Yes, we were. So, um, but yeah, I mean, most of the t- most, like I said, most of the time, these leaders will help you out with that. Uh, I mean, we're we're all kind of coming from livestock backgrounds here, but uh, you know, in other words, you'll be taken care of. You know, a leader is supposed to do what a leader does, and most of them are parents. Anyways, uh, speaking of leaders and leadership, um, we're kind of circling back over to that um you guys do any uh leadership positions i know bob you you said something about uh sergeant at arms yeah i did sergeant of arms for a year and then transferred into secretary of 4-h and then eventually worked my way into vice president and then president of my club 
my last year. That's kind of how what I that's kind of what I did there. I served as president for two years in my time in 4-H. Show off. Two terms. Two terms. Well, I ended up most of my leadership roles I devoted to um, towards um, or develop more, I guess I should say, in FFA. And FFA will be a topic we'll be talking about next week on the Barnside Chats. But I mean, for Lori and I, Burns too, I believe, is that while we were also in 4-H through our whole high school careers, we also also worked in FFA. So we worked between the, both of the programs. Yes, that is, that's what I did too. Um, I'll just have to say, you know, with 4-H was a, a pretty good experience uh, grow, because you pretty much grow up through it uh, your whole life, or should I say the beginning part of your life. And, uh, you know, it, it's something you won't forget. It's like a family you're with ever, you know, and you kind of miss, yeah. you kind of miss it. Oh, I, I agree. And I think, or not think, I know one of the biggest pieces that I'm very grateful for it for is kind of what we touched on earlier. And what you're talking about now is ultimately that community base or that family base that you make, not only within your club or whatever that may be for you, it's in, in the community. So through doing community service events, I met folks from other clubs or members of our community that have become long lasting friends and supported me and got me to where I am today. And the other neat thing too with 4-H is because of the broad age group, you know, you got to see when you were older, you got to see younger kids grow up and mature and you were able to teach them things that you learned in your past, which FFA didn't really give you that opportunity because it was only a four-year stint where this, I mean, like you said, is from when you're, what, seven, eight? Seven or eight, yeah. Seven think, or eight. I think you can do it at five, you know, like oh, yeah, arts and crafts that. or whatever. So, I mean, it really gives you an opportunity to change your perception, also help other kids grow in and develop. Yes, and, you know, that that was kind of the mark I, I wanted to leave when I left uh, the four, our 4-H club as, a, as president. Um, and, you know, thank... Yeah, that's just what that's what I wanted to do before I left as president. Is, you know, someone has someone to look up to. Even as I was leaving, I I wasn't really going to leave the community. Not only because I was going to college locally, but also you know I wanted to be there to. I was still going to be there no matter what, just because of the good community involvement and friends and those. Those family members became friends of the family, and they became like your other parents. I don't know if you guys had that. Oh, we had that very much so between the different families. I mean, we still stay in contact. Friends that we've made in 4-H, I mean, much like yourself, Burns. Yes, and uh, believe it or not, uh, Bob, Lori, and I, we we all kind of knew who we... At least I did. I knew who you guys were, but I just never you know, said hi or whatever, because they were always, you know, did goats. and At least when I was around, they did goats. Maybe they did sheep one year or two. Yeah, but, we uh, did. You know, we'd always, we'd always see each other at the fairgrounds. We just knew who you were, that's all. And, you know, that was about it. And we didn't think you guys were big shots or anything. You're just like us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was the same with us to you. Yeah. And that's why we're so good together. Yeah. 
And it, it only took one person to connect the dots. So anyways, everybody, uh, you know, if you're ever interested in um, a youth program, please uh, contact your local uh, 4-H, 4-H clubs or uh, your local county 4-H. Um, they, would have, they would have the best uh, knowledge and advice for you and for your child or children. And majority of every town in Sonoma County, well, neighboring towns, has a 4-H club. I mean, between the multiple clubs, we were once Wild Oak, and we moved to Green Valley, which meets in Runner Park. There's Gateway in Windsor. There's Liberty in Paluma. Two Rock and Two Rock. And those are just a few that we that we at least have in this county. Uh, there's so many of them. But I do have to tell you what, the one thing that I sure missed the most this year uh, because of this whole uh, COVID-19 deal was the uh, our annual chicken queue. For those of you that don't know, our chicken queue here at in Sonoma County with Sonoma County 4-H is the largest chicken co- barbecue chicken cookout west of the Mississippi. It's kind of a big deal. Kind of. Just a little bit. At least to us it is. And the big thing with the chicken queue for 4-Hers was, I mean, not only the fundraising for it, but being in 4-H, one of the big things that you had to do is everybody had to bring two baked cakes. That was a big deal for the cake auction. Homemade cakes. You couldn't buy it. Couldn't buy it from the store. Nope. And everybody would decorate their cake for their own projects. Like for us, we made goat cakes. We made sheep cakes. Did all sorts of designs, and they'd pay by the slice or by the whole cake. Yeah. So it, there'd be some of them that would be going out for auction. The decorative ones. Uh, otherwise, the I'd say the less decorative ones. They'd be sold for a dollar a slice, or what was it, three bucks, or five, three to five dollars a cake, I believe. Yeah, and they were delicious. So that that was just another thing that we have here in our county. Um, other counties, I'm actually not sure of what they do for their fundraiser if they have one, um, unless they do it locally or do it, you know, their own per chapter, not chapter, but own per club. So anyways, there's a lot more to 4-H. Uh, you can dive into that on your own research. If you want to re- wanted to have uh, you know, some questions answered, we might be able to answer them for you on our website, or not our website, but our email uh, at, what was it, bobandburns at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Or you can even tweet us now. Now we're on Twitter at Barnside Chat. And our social horizons are ever growing these days yes they are bob yes they are all right everybody i'm burns and i'm bob and remember where you heard it from this side of the barn adios everybody stay safe and stay sane through the world of craziness you don't have to be too and a big thank you to our sponsors bizarre ranch and vineyard and to our guest today Lori. not a problem happy to be here